Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another week of the Rebuttable Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Mick Brennan. As usual, I'm joined by Shane. How are you, mate? I am very well, thank you, Michael. Another big week in sport and looking forward to the show. Yeah, yeah, no, it's been a been a pretty big week. Uh, we've got a fair bit to get through, so let's just kick it off because I'm not happy with something. Oh, let's go from the top. Boom! I'm not get amongst it. Not happy with the Melbourne Football Club. Oh, why? Well, because they're uh, they've been shit for so long, and now they're seven and zip. Well, apart from that, so oh, apart from that, right? Okay. <laughs> I, look, I've got no issues with them re-signing and. Uh, Chris Petrarca. I think it's. A, I think it was a great move for the club. Yep. But I've always said that seven-year contracts are too long. Um. So, and especially at seven mil, like which is what's been reported. So I'm not a massive fan of the se- the seven-year contract. I don't care how much he's getting paid. Like, I just, I, I can't, I can't get over the, you know. One one miller season, so uh, um, sorry seven. The, the length of the contract at seven years. So yeah, look, I hadn't thought about it a lot, but traditionally, I think uh, in the last couple of years, there's been a move for. Oh, I'm just going to do three or four years. Um, wait until the which takes them to that point where they reach free agency, and then, um, you know, and then they can put themselves out in the market and go look. Now I'm worth 1.2. Um, so, look, I, I actually don't mind it. I think it just – just if you have a look at the their list, you know, I think um, Oliver's has recently signed. Um, Salem has signed. Um, Maxie Gorn has signed. I think Jack Viney's signed. Um, you know, I think their back line's pretty firm as far as signings go. So I think it's a good move. I think they've got that certainty now. Long-term certainty. I, I, I think they can get that. Then the five-year deal, mate. I think. I just. Well, but I, you wouldn't. I, but I don't think he'd sign a five-year deal. You know, if he comes out of free agency in in three or four, you know, he'd be like, "Well, I'll sign a three-year deal, but then I'm entitled to go free agency." And I don't know how many years it is until he hits that mark, but let's just say it is three. Um, and then I'm market value, right? Or you can have me now at whatever it is, nine hundred, nine fifty. For seven years, so I think there's a bit of it, it. It's good for both. Oh, the sky's the limit for him. The way he's playing at the moment. Yeah, but the sky was the limit for Buddy when he signed a seven-year deal as well. Mate. Yeah. Well, it's actually gone pretty good, I reckon. Like I know you might go, oh, he's been injured and everything, but it's not just about that. It's about what he's brought to the club and yeah, excitement back around the Swans when really, you know, we know up there they can be a bit finicky with their support but I don't mind it yeah oh look I don't mind it you know if if put it this way if we signed Sam Walsh tomorrow for eight years ten years I'd be pretty stoked with that yeah I'm not convinced we have to agree to disagree on this one it's not the so... first time won't be the last so <laughs> that's exactly right <laughs> so uh, mate, my other thing that I wanted to bring up before we get into the games and stuff, because I want to, we'll talk about how putrid the pies are in a minute. Um, but for the love of God, you have a bloke who who would be in the best handful of backmen in the league at the moment, and you're playing him up forward. 
Put Darcy Moore back at centre half back where he belongs. Yeah, this is something that we do agree on. You play your best players in their best positions, and that that like that is just the best outcome for your team, isn't it? Like, I agree. you know, if you if you, I understand pinch hitting. I under, totally understand pinch hitting up forward, but generally that only succeeds when you've got a good team. Um, you know, and you, you might get an injury, but you've got a good team and you've got that coverage down back. <laughs> they don't meet yeah. any of those criteria. Um, exactly right. <laughs> so it is, it, you're, you are right. He is an All-Australian, you know, uh, sort of, yeah, key defender, probably, the, you know, one of the best intercept players in the league. And they've just, he's just... Yeah, it's it's really bad to see. He's all at sea up there. And um, actually, we've got the yeah. pies in a couple of weeks. I think maybe just hold off a couple of weeks, Collingwood. Oh. And uh, because wow. I've, I've got no dramas in playing up forward when we play against them. Yeah, so. yeah. I wish he played up forward when we played him because um, he had a cracking game against us. But um, yeah, I, I agree with you that. Look, they're, when he plays they, a they are, pocket they are, well, geez, as I said, mate, you, you're always t- drawing a long bow. That is, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you compared yourself to, um, who did you compare yourself to? Oh, I can't even remember. It was, oh, it was a very long bow, though. It was, yeah, it was. It was a long bow. Um, mate, oh. I'll have to go back through the recordings to work out who it was because it's got me bugging me now. I don't think it was on the recording. I think it was offline. But anyway, um, (laughs) Darcy Moore, put him down back, please, Bucks. That might be your last, mate. That might save your career, that move. Yeah. If they lose this weekend, he is gone, surely. Uh, Yeah, I think so. We caught it last week. We said that was the doomsday scenario. It was a loss at Gold Coast and a loss to North. Um. Well, they're halfway there, aren't they? So, and North were okay in the weekend. They showed a bit. And I've just remembered you compared yourself to Winks. That's it. That's who you compared <laughs> yourself to. So I'm just like, you are kidding me. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. All right. Do we want to go through anything else with the footy? Uh, we're going to talk. We're not going to talk about the Swans and the the, the Caddies game, are we? Wow. It was a decent game of footy. It was a bit of controversy around the, you know, the uh, the free kick that wasn't given a free kick. But I find it, you know. The mark, it, you mean? Oh, yeah. Sorry, the mark. You know, didn't travel 15. There's a couple of things there. You know, certain people within the media are up in arms about it. But they weren't up in arms, you know, that are, and they're Geelong supporters. Didn't hear from these people, you know, about a month ago when you, you know, got that holding the ball, which was, you know, which should have been paid against the Lions. It's, you know, Chris Scott, he had a bit of a crack at him. Well, he he didn't have a crack at him after that game, did he? So it's all, mate, it swings and roundabouts. I agree. And I said to you during the week uh, that it was just one of those things and we just will wear it like that. You know, there was a, there was an incident like, you know, I think it was like one and a half, two minutes into the game, Geordie Clark was running across, across the back line and, Bounced the ball, spilled it, and then they kicked the goal. And that that goal, them kicking that goal, was what cost us the game as well. You know, I'm I'm a big believer in that. You know, you can't 
that, that last 10 seconds didn't cost you the game. So there, no, there's stuff that happens in the first 10 seconds of the game that can just as much cost you the game as the last 10 seconds. So, and uh, exactly I'll right. speak that when I'm coaching and uh, I, I, you know, I'll stand by it now that, I mean, it would have been nice for the, for the mark to be paid and go back and kick it, but he didn't. And, you know, it would have been the tough kick anyway. So, because he would have been right on the point post almost. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, wouldn't have been able to play on because the siren would have gone. Yes. Yeah, you're probably right. So, not, you know, no, there's... I'm not probably right, mate. But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, look, you like, I don't want to harp on it, but you... You're right with the, there's that many other things. The, the Cats kicked 12 goals, 16. So realistically, yeah, exactly right. ev- realistically, every shot that they've missed has had the same impact as that um, that decision at the end. Yeah. Like I realistically, agree, but... hasn't it? So, and there's that many other clangers and everything that over every game, you know. Yeah. It, it can't have... come down to that last one. No. So that's all I'm saying. Yeah, so... I agree with you. I agree with you. So this week, mate, there's some there's some big games on this week. Well, there were some, mate. Before we get onto that, we talked last week about it being a you know a bit of a season defining defining um, match or a few. Tipped the uh, a tip actually did okay. Tipped the Tigers over you got over the doggies, and I actually tipped tip the Swans over you guys as well. Um, but jeez, uh, Collingwood weren't they putrid? Yeah, they weren't good. No. They weren't good at all. But we, yeah, what, let's what? Let, let's get into was, this week. Let's talk, uh, let's talk about your game first, mate. The 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 bombers and and the and the blues because that was a uh, that was a pretty decent game of footy. Or it was high scoring. I enjoyed yeah. it. High scoring uh, game this year, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they said that was your highest score since round six of nineteen thirty three or something. Yeah, um, nice okay, one. Mate. Wasn't wasn't quite that that long ago. Try the veal. Is that it? Is that <laughs> getting that out early? Are you? It was. It was a while ago, though. Apparently, it was like two thousand and seven or something. Yeah. Oh, well, we we were okay. I think in yeah. we you know we, there were patches early doors where we were playing, really yeah. playing. we were just letting Tip and Woody just do his own thing and just and and Carl Hooker was just running around the back of pack snapping goals. Like when is he doing that? You know, you you're not exactly switched on. Yeah. Um, but in other patches, we looked really good. Um, yeah, and there's been – I know the coaches come out this week and said, look, you know, I think if we play our best is as good as anyone's, and people scoff at that. But I genuinely do believe that, that, yeah, when we do play our best, it is as good as anyone's best. But the problem is that we're just not – that we're not consistent enough to, to produce that all the time. And there is big gaps in um, in our effort and our method, so that's you know the difference between a middle of the road team and a very good team. So yeah, yeah. but um, look, there's some good signs there. I mean, Harry Mackay is second in the Coleman. He looks um, good at the moment. Mate. He looks very good at the moment. Need to sign him up. And uh, Sam Walsh, uh, he's just a jet, mate. Absolute jet. And it's good to see. You know, certain members of the media come out this week and, um, you know, put their hand up and have a bit of humble pie and sort of said to suggest that, yeah, look, he might be a bit better than what I thought and and uh, that yeah. Connor Rosie isn't better than him. Well, geez, mate, you didn't have to be Einstein to figure that out early doors, but <laughs> some people, you know, 
<laughs> rose-coloured glasses. But, yes. Teal um, glasses. One thing about that game also, mate, did you see the bouncing by the umpires in that game? Putrid. Mate, Absolutely wanna... putrid. I think don't I want to harp on it, mate. I don't want to harp on it, but it's got to go. Just got I, to I go. messaged you, and I'm, you know I'm a fan of the bounce. And uh, I messaged you. Uh, I think it was halfway through the third quarter, and said it's got to go. So got to, just got to. <laughs> so yeah, no, it wasn't. It didn't look good. So not. before we move on to this week's games, I actually just want to quickly mention. Uh, obviously, I've got a few West Coast fans in the in the, in oh, the yes. and, the, and the, the feed on Facebook and stuff like that. And um, so, obviously, we, we had a, we didn't have a lockdown lockdown over here, but we weren't they weren't allowed to go to the footy. Uh, mm. And the, the big derby was on this weekend, right? Or the derby. Um, so with West Coast and, and Frio, and at the last minute they pulled the crowd. No crowd was allowed to go, and uh, someone posted. <laughs> On their Facebook feed, in, and I saw it was one of my mates uh, posted. We're not allowed to go to the footy, and we're stuck at home listening to Eddie call it. What have we done to you, to you AFL? So, yeah, not great. <laughs> she thought that was quite good. So, <laughs> and, well, and completely justified. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, you probably just need to be grateful you you don't get him every week. He just seems to call the blues all the time it irritates me so much but yeah no they were good they were good west coast um you know i guess amidst their bad run of injuries at the moment they stood up and you know i did tip the dockers i thought with their young midfield they might sort of run over the top of the eagles but no i was wrong there and they are yeah, they just need to get some consistency back. They sort of win one, lose one, win one, lose one, the Eagles. But that, that was a good win, and that'll give them some confidence. Um, but, yeah, they need to start winning away from home. Um, yeah. Big game this week for them at the MCG, I think, against the Hawks, who traditionally play that well. But we'll get into our tips now, mate, I reckon. Yes, mate. Yeah, let's go to the tips. Before Friday we do our night. tips, Ooh, yes. before we do our tips, do we want to give an update on the on the tipping for the oh. tipping comp? Because oh, I don't. Cliff's yeah, not going. Cliff's not going well, to be, mate. It, nah, mate. And neither am I with it, to be honest. Because I do my tips on here, and then forget to put them into the <laughs> forget to put them into the comp, and then I end up getting one. So, oh, uh, you got a lazy seven this week, mate. Did I? Yeah. Oh, no, three. No, around six, you got seven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's not, it wasn't great, but yeah. Might have, might so, have, I might mate, have for the, moved on that. For the, um, for the listeners, uh, a big shiner has uh, taken the lead. He's moved to 45, jumped three in front of Cliffy this week. Because Cliffy had a putrid week. Uh, I don't know who he must have tipped. He tipped three this week. Cliffy, there you go. Him. I didn't even know Shiner was in our comp, mate. That's how much attention I've been paying to it. What is he, a late entry, was he? <laughs> no, mate, no. He was been in it from the start. Has he? So, I, I thought that was your daughter. Oh. No, <laughs> no, not my daughter. So, uh, so yeah, Shiner's uh, moved in, in front on 45. And then uh, Cliffy's still sitting in second on 42. And then I'm third on 40. And then you're coming next on 39, mate. So get your tips in tonight and oh, you remember them. 
that that is that 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 competition. Those scores aren't an accurate reflection of my tips, but we'll move on. Um, <laughs> it should go off. What's what we do here is what's it's like when you put them in the paper on a, you know, on the Friday morning in the paper. That's that. They're your tips. Anyway, we'll move on, mate. Big game Friday night. MCG Richmond Cats. I don't like how they call it a grand final rematch, but I guess essentially it is. And Cats got a bit to prove, but um, Richmond back to their best last week. And they, yeah, they'll um, they'll lose Cochin, but they got another another bloke coming in that goes okay. Um, Martin, don't know if you know him. Uh, I've never heard of him. Richmond, Richmond for mine. <laughs> I'm sticking with me caddies, mate. So uh, I, I know that's just silly, but I've actually legitimately tipped them. I reckon we're a red hot chance. They'll they'll have something to prove after the grand final last year. So very good. Saturday so next game, yeah. yes, yeah. Giants yeah. bombers. Uh yeah, Giants for me up there. Yeah, look, they they're going along okay. Got to say, um, yeah that. Bombers were in patches, okay against us, but yeah, you got to tip the Giants. Um, and kudos to Leon Cameron, you know. I think round two, round three, there was a, quite a few judges that were out for him, um, really questioning his position as coach. Calling for his and head. they have, they've, sorry, yeah, Call for they've his stood head. up. They've stood up. The Giants um, yep. were really good against the Crows on the weekend and in a dominant performance. So well done. Yeah. Uh, so the next game, mate, uh, Gold Coast and the and the Sainters. And the Gold Coast are just ticking along, just going about their business quietly. Yeah, they are. They are going along just quietly. Um, uh, oh, in my overrated, underrated, I'm going to refer to the Suns, but uh, they really never in doubt against Collingwood. And I know that Collingwood aren't great opposition but just some really good signs and you know only three weeks ago people saying well you know when's the improvement going to come starting to question Stewie Jew now they've got a bit of continuity bang got a couple of wins on the board nice wins against the Swans and uh, and against the Pies you know can make it three in a row against the Saints I think they will up there at Metricon you know I'm tipping to the Suns yeah same I've got the Suns as well mate uh, next match, uh, Marvel. Well, mate, here it is, the Doomsday match. North against the Pies. I cannot believe Collingwood are $1.37. Mate, they shouldn't be $1.37 against, well, the bloody Bulldivers Brumbies. <laughs> they shouldn't oh, be $1.37, mate. There's on no way. On points, mate, they're $1.30. They're even shorter. No, that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. That said, I have tipped them this because I don't think North can get the four quarters done yet. I, I can't tip them. I couldn't, could not. They were pathetic on the weekend. <laughs> I couldn't, I could not tip them with any confidence, mate. I'd, you know why? Because there's one team in the in this match. There's one team that's going to have a crack, hundred percent of the time. It's one thing about North is that you can, in the games I've watched, they have had a dip. You know what? They've You've talked me into it. I'm changing my tip. I'm tipping North. They've ma- I don't want to, and I don't want to hear from Hector. Right. Um. There you go. Collingwood, they are picking and choosing when they're having a go. 
and it's their leaders that are letting them down in that in in that scenario. North for me, they'll come out. That that they've got a chance for their first win for the year, and they are going to be hungry for it. And I reckon if they stand up to Collingwood, they'll get over the top of them. I'm tipping North. Yep. All right. Uh, and Melbourne, I'll tell you what, oh, sorry, they, they will be part of my multi this week at three fourteen. Gamble responsibly. <laughs> uh, Melbourne versus Sydney at the MCG. Yeah, Swans are good, but Melbourne are the form team of the competition, obviously. I know it's Captain Obvious, and I've got my shirt on here, but um, yeah, I think the Demons. Yeah, I've got the Ds as well, mate. Yep. Next up, now, mate, the, uh, the the showdown. The showdown. Power versus the Crows. Power, geez, how disappointing up in Brisbane. They don't travel well, do they? So the two, I mean, they got over us over in Melbourne, but Eagles gave them a touch up and so did Brisbane. So um, a few questions starting yeah. to be asked about Port. I think they'll bounce back. Yeah, same. I've got Port as well. Hawks, Eagles, mate. We Hawthorne versus it. the Eagles. Yeah, we referred to it earlier at the MCG. This is a must-win for the Eagles, really is. And Hawthorne are just going. I think they've had two wins of the year, and they've won one by point, one by three points. They won against Essendon. I think they were down by forty something points. And then the Crows, something similar, and they've just happened to eke out a couple of scrappy wins. You know, I can't oh, struggle to tip West Coast to Melbourne, but. Hawthorne are just playing ordinary. So you got to go with the Eagles. Yeah, no, I'm tipping the Eagles. And uh, the Doggies versus your mob. Yeah, look, I'd love to think, I said to it earlier, if we play our best footy, I think we're, you know, we are as, we can stick it to anyone. Uh, Doggies would have been stung with the defeat last Friday night from a from a really commanding decision at half time uh, position rather at half time. I think they'll they'll bounce back. So I'd like to think we can go with them, but uh, we've shown it. There are passages and games where we can get scored against heavily, and I think the doggies will take advantage of that, and I think they'll get get over the line. Uh, yeah, mate, I've got the doggies as well. And last at the Gabba. We've got the Lions and the Frio Dockers. So this game was, I think, has been moved. They've swapped yeah. the yeah has the games been. around. So later in the year, it'll go back to, to Optus. And look, the Lions, well, I said last week, they're just going, you know, they'd eked out a couple of wins. Well, and they've, they've taken another step now and they found their form. And uh, up there, yeah, they'll, they'll be winning up there against the Dockers, who don't uh, travel well. Yep, I got the uh, the um, the Bruins as well, mate. Sorry, the Bruins. <laughs> so, all right, mate. So that's our tips for this week. So uh, yes, make sure you put them in on the app, mate. All right. So, oh yeah, I'll see what I can do, mate. <laughs> no guarantees. Right, so, mate, Formula One was on this week. Finally, again, back into it. It's good. Portugal. It is good, mate. And um, look, it was a. A cracking race, you know, back-to-back. So we're at Spain this weekend. So it's great after a, a couple of week break, which, you know, we've talked about last week. We didn't particularly like. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Portugal, it's a great track. It just offers that something a little bit different, that sort of undulation, you know, those the hills. So, and um, 
it tends to be a slippery surface and so it takes and, and windy. Windy, that's right. So slippery is in that it um low levels of grip and uh tires struggling to get up to temperature. So when cars coming out of the pits and they're like they're on ice. Yep. But Lewis Hamilton in those conditions, he's shown it before. He is elite. He's better than anyone and he struggled a bit early. Um, from you know, Bottas got pole, Hamilton was second, Verstappen got around him early doors, and then but once he, he got past Verstappen, um, he got past Bottas, and from that position, he just uh, managed the race beautifully. Yeah, no, it was a very good drive from him. He, you know, a couple of good, good overtakes and and uh, and everything like that. And I thought he drove really, really well. And as you said, just just once he hit the lead, they just managed it, didn't they? And um, yeah. So um, yeah, it was it was a good race though. Uh, you know, there was a bit of argy bargy sort of, I suppose, in the uh, in the fastest lap stakes was with everyone sort of having a crack late on. Uh, I think Max got it on the last lap, but then it got pulled from him, didn't it? So it did, it did. So uh, for exceeding track limits. Um, yeah, which seems to be a, a, a common term at the moment. Um, but yes, he pack. did. It's not did. that hard. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. But um, they need to design tracks where it actually slows you down when you go off the line. You know, it's not actually quicker. But yeah, look yeah. behind the top three. So Hamilton, Verstappen and Bottas, remember that those three have shared the podium more than any other um, treble in Formula One history. So, which, you know, just shows the domination of those two teams in the in the hybrid era, Mercedes and, yeah. and Red Bull. So, yeah, Perez fourth. So, a bit of a way off, but just starting to find some form, Perez. Um, yep. Hasn't been able to put a whole weekend together. He's either been qualifying well and having problems in the race or not qualifying so well. And then, you know, putting himself back up to fourth or fifth in the race. So once he, and I've got no doubt he will, once he puts it all together, then Red Bull will be in a much stronger position to challenge Mercedes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Norris was, was four. Uh, Norris was fifth. Was really solid weekend from, from Lando. Um, mate, he's in a purple patch at the minute. He's he is in a purple patch, mate. He's championship at the moment. So Yeah. No, he's doing really well, mate. Really well. Uh, Charles Leclerc, the fake Frenchie, as you refer to him, six. Uh, the two Alpines next, Ocon, Ocon and Onslow. Uh, oh, oh, Alonso. Alonso. Jeez. <laughs> um, yeah, seventh and eighth. They looked pretty good there, the Alpine. Um, so it'd be interesting to see when we get to Spain if it was just the conditions of that track or – you know, in the windy, slippery, they could get their heat up in their tyres better and they weren't uh, affected by the wind as much or if they have made a genuine step forward. So looking forward to that this weekend. Yeah, I'm uh, and then, if that's a one-off or not. So Yeah, Danny Rick in ninth. Oh, wow. We need to talk about his qualifying performance, mate. Out in Q1, 16th qualified. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't, wasn't good. Made and, a mistake, uh... but just looked genuinely slow. And um, mm. yeah, just so, really struggling. 
I actually read some some stuff uh, prior to us recording this tonight. Uh, so he, he's basically come out and, and said why he's not keeping up with Lando. And uh, apparently the issue is the brakes. Uh, yep. So that he keeps... He, every time he brakes, he thinks he's going to lock them. And uh, so they're just not working for him at the moment. Uh, so there's a little bit of an issue with that, which is then affecting his setups. And obviously they don't want to change the car too much from Lando. And so apparently him and the team had a bit of a sit down after the weekend and they've got a way forward apparently. And we'll see how it pans out this weekend. So um, yeah, but they do need to do something because he's not happy in that car. No, he's not. No, I mean, battled, battled sort of well to get up to ninth. Uh, he was up as high as I think fourth and fifth at one stage. And then because uh, he'd only, he hadn't pitted that all the teams did a one stopper, but um, once he pitted, he got back to, I think about 12th or 13th and then worked his way back up to eighth. And then I want to go past him to um, put him back in ninth. So, but he did well uh, out of the other teams, Carlos Sainz had a terrible day, you know, back in 11th, but he was, he, he looked like he was really struggling. Um, yeah, Alfa Romeo's looked okay. Oh, well, Kimmy went out early doors with running into his own teammate, but <laughs> Aston Martin struggled, didn't they? Vettel and Stroll, just really, really struggling. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought, so, I thought last year's Mercedes was better than that. Well, I think they're running the uh, 2019 Mercedes. That's the problem. <laughs> um, speaking of struggling, though, George Russell, didn't he have a dirty day? So back yeah, in 16th, so but yeah. I did read this as well. So apparently uh, the the wind had picked up on, on Sunday compared to Saturday. And uh, it was just messing with George's setup in the car and it just, he couldn't get it happy. And uh, so it was just, just wasn't happy after with that extra wind in there. And with the arrow and stuff, so uh, that was apparently what went on there. So, yeah, but yeah, he had a dirty day. Qualified eleventh and and finished like seventeenth or something, I think. So sixteenth, mate. Yeah, sixteenth, yeah. So yeah, but um, so going to the standings, driver standing. So Lewis, you know, with his second win, um, just starts to eke out a little bit. So he's um, eight points in front of Verstappen, and then Lando's back. You know, twenty four points behind them. So it's really a race in two. Um, our Danny Rick's back in seventh, but um, still has been scoring points. So it's not, um, you know, he's 21 oh, well. points behind Lando, but it's not it's not all game over yet. So if he can get up to speed, he, he can pick up those pretty quickly. So um, yep. in the constructors, yeah, well, at this stage, it is Mercedes out in front. Uh, so they're 18 points in front of Red Bull, who are another... 30 in front of McLaren who have just starting to get away from Ferrari a bit. So they're out by nine long way back then to Alpine, Alfa Tori and yeah, Aston Martin. They're the only teams that have scored points this season. Yeah, that's right. So, so we got a uh, Barcelona this weekend. Yes, mate. Barcelona yeah. don't really particularly like it as a track, but um, no, not limited overtaking opportunities really only Really, only one. Um, so, yeah, it'll be. But they do testing here generally. Didn't in the off season though. They only had the one three day at Bahrain. So, um, 
yeah, it'll be interesting to see what, how they go with the car setups and looking forward to the weekend. Uh, yep, yeah, same. It'll be, be a good race, hopefully. Uh, mate, let's go on to our uh, overrated and underrated. Like it. So, uh, look, now... My, my overrated, and we'll, we'll get in. I wanted to talk of something about the IPL. We'll get into the IPL and the COVID situation and, and everything like that uh, after we finish this segment. But what I wanted to talk about was in listening to some stuff surrounding the whole COVID situation and, and everything like that, I've actually discovered that the IPL do not recognize players' agents. So, for instance, let's uh, talk Paddy Cummins, right? He's got his agent. And normally when he signs with a, with a team, that his agent will take a cut of that and, uh, and all that sort of stuff, as, as sports stuff does work. But the IPL don't recognise agents. So instead, they pay 10% to Cricket Australia. Now, normally I wouldn't have a massive issue with that. However... Cricket Australia have basically wiped their hands today and have said, oh, they're, in, they're not, you know, they're in their off season. We're not, they're not under contract at the moment, yada, 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 all that sort of stuff. They can do what they want. It's like, well, hang on a tick. Like, you're taking money from them, but you're not willing to help them out and stuff. And it, it just sort of, uh, I'm overrating the IPL not recognising player agents, mate. I think it's a bit ordinary. So, and that the money going to Cricket Australia. That's where I was heading with that. Yep. So, have you got an overrated? I do have an overrated. Oh, you uh, do. So this 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 bloke was uh, farmed around um, in the off season for about about a million dollars a year in the AFL. Uh, has been for a few years compared to Dusty Martin. Um, oh, I know where you're going with this, and I like it. The next Dusty Martin, this bloke. Now on the weekend. This bloke played place at Collingwood. I'll say to tell you, Jordan Ngoi, mate, he was terrible. Yeah. They need someone to stand up, a leader, someone to lead the way. He was terrible, mate. Last quarter has a shot on goal to put him back within. I think about you know maybe two two goals with ten minutes to go. Mate, couldn't even do that. He is terrible. And I tell you what, he's not. He, people got to stop comparing him to Dusty Martin because he's not Dusty Martin's buddy socks, mate. He is. Absolutely, he's terrible. not Dusty Martin's dirty socks. Mate. He's not worth he's not worth three hundred and fifty, let alone a million dollars. Jordan Ngoi is well and truly overrated. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah, it doesn't work right. hard enough. Just oh. anyway, let's go underrated. <laughs> underrated. So I'm underrating trade periods in general across multiple Australian sports. So. The AFL trade period is only in the in the off season. Uh, the NBL don't have a trade period at all, um, and it, it came to light this week to me because uh, there was a there's a uh, Jared Weeks who played for New Zealand Breakers um, was on their roster the breakers had an injury to one of their players. So they signed a injury replacement who became, who be, had become available in the, since the start of the season. So they signed this new dude uh, as an injury replacement. 
and then uh, Jared Weeks wasn't getting any court time. And basically, you know, it wasn't working. The new bloke who they brought in was heaps better. Then the bloke who was injured came back, who was a, who was a stud. And then all of a sudden, Jared Weeks has found himself on the outer. They've mutually agreed to part ways on his contract. And then all of a sudden, he pops up today. He's been signed by Sydney. And generally, when a you know when you hear they're mutually agreed to part ways, basically, you know, that's generally code for the players just quit on the team and everything like that. Yep. And apparently, in this in this circumstance, it was, that wasn't the case. They, they genuinely had agreed to to part ways because he wasn't getting any court time. They weren't even playing him. He wasn't even suiting up. Um, and and he wanted to go to Sydney. They, they, Sydney had a spot that they could use to sign him and all that sort of stuff. So instead of just, you know, trading him away or whatever, it's had to, you know, it's been, you know, all the forums have blown up with him, like walking out on the club and everything like that. The poor bloke's done everything he can right by the club. Like, and, and and the club's done everything right by him, getting helping him get another gig and, and not standing in his way and all that sort of stuff. So it could be alleviated. Trade period. Just trade him away. Trade him to the Sydney Kings for Don't mind whatever it. he want to do. Don't uh, mind it. Same with the AFL, mate. Like, you know, we, we talked about it the other week. The you know, they were talking about loans and stuff like that. But you know, what why couldn't, you know, mid season the the Suns go, Oh crap, we need a ruckman. Let's trade for one. Yeah. Oh, I don't think we quite need that yet, but mm. Yeah, I, I think they're just underrated. That's all. So trade periods. What's yours? What's your underrated, mate? Well, um, my underrated this player um, took Miller, plays for the Suns, mate. He yep. is having an absolutely outstanding year. He is. I value the coach, the coaches, AFL coaches' votes um, yeah, that are given good. every week. So he topped that game, the the Suns Pies game. He's actually in that in that leaderboard this year. He's I think sitting seventh or eighth. You know the people. He's actually ahead of Christian Petrarca. He's just below Sam Walsh. That's the sort of year Took Miller is having. Now, if he was in Melbourne, he would be a big deal. He'd Real have a seven deal. million dollar seven year contract, mate. Well, I don't know about that, but he'd be up. He would be up there. Um, but because he's up on the Gold Coast and he probably loves it up there, no one knows. No one knows about him. He's like in the no. top three rated players up on on the Gold Coast. Um, he is just having an absolute, and it's been consistent for him. He's been consistently good for a couple of years, but just genuinely underrated. So it took Miller. Um, yeah, if you're doing Dream Team, anyone out there, any sort of anything like that, sort of fantasy football, uh, you're worth a look. Took Miller. So are you doing? Are you doing fantasy this year? No, I don't have time for that, mate. No, no, not at all. No, but um, yeah, Took Miller, underrated, genuinely underrated. Yeah, no, I like it. That's good. So I think we were going to talk a bit about the the IPL, mate, and the situation yes, mate. there. Yeah, What's your IPL? take on that? Oh, look, I genuinely, there's, I get why they're over there. That's how they put food on the table right? and they're doing their job and, you know, that's, that's their job. So the whole, 
you know, shutting the door on flights coming back and and all that sort of stuff. I'm not sure I agree with Australia ever locking out citizens and, and residents and, and people who are born here and, and all that sort of stuff. I don't agree with that at all. Um, not to get too political, but um, yeah, I think that, you know, what makes this country great is that we, we accept, you know, nearly everyone. And uh, when you can't get home, I think that's a, that's a big issue. Um, well, you said so- you weren't going to get political. I will get political. I reckon it's an absolute okay. disgrace, mate, from the federal government. So they were they had to apply um, to go over there, and they were given um, authorization to go. Um, part of that authorization, part of the conditions were that they were allowed to come back. They would go into isolation, and they would have to pay for that themselves. And they agreed to those terms. Now they've been they've been locked out, mate. Right, so it's okay. It's okay for Australia, the government, to allow for tennis players to come over to play in the Australian Open, some who got tested positive to COVID, some had already had COVID, and we put them up in hotels, isolation hotels, so they can come and play tennis. But we've got our own citizens over there, and they won't let them back in, mate. So when you look at it, if you look at it just in that isolation against the tennis, right, it's not okay. And that bloody okay. federal government, it's, it is a disgrace. It really is. It's, I'm not happy about it at all. Like, and, and my initial thought was, well, you know, they got over there, they can, you know, get back. They're not short of a crust and everything. But when you get into the detail of it, they were actually given authorization and they're happy to take the tennis players in, you know, yeah. so they could just no, have I... a tennis tournament. Like, absolute pathetic. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with you, mate. I'm not going to sit on the fence, mate. No. If they're high risk of obviously, you know, having it, and and we've seen that it's it's started to go right through the IPL, and the IPL has been, uh, what they've they've said it's on hold indefinitely, right? Because they can't say it's cancelled, yeah, yeah, for for whatever reason, right? But it's on hold indefinitely, so everyone can just go home. So I think that you know, if they're high risk, then you know, get it. You know, get some planes and send up there, bring them back, put them in at Howard Springs there, miles from anywhere, right? Like so that if it does get out of the quarantine, it's you know Wait, like mate, as in put them out, buddy, Whittenden. put them out there, mate. No one will go near there. And, and you know what? Most of them would be happy just to be home, mate. To be honest, it's not just cricketers either. I'm talking about no. you know normal people, mate. Like yeah. So no. I think it's a bit shit. So I think it's very shit. But anyway, yeah. Right, yes, mate. All right, let's uh let's talk soccer briefly because I just want while we're talking about things that are a disgrace, I want to talk about Man United fans. Just they were general. an absolute disgrace on the weekend. So we've uh we were watching the race, obviously. Me and you we were talking while we were watching the race, and uh and I said to you, oh, I hope this finished by eleven thirty because the Liverpool Man U game's on. If Liverpool win, City win the title. Uh, Liverpool keep their champions, their European hopes alive. And uh, and I'm thinking, right, oh, here we go. It was running. A, the race was running a little bit late. So, and I was thinking, oh, maybe the, the game hasn't kicked off yet. I had the phone on just to check it out. Still hadn't kicked off at 22. And then the race is finished. And I'm like, what the hell is going on with this? So, I turned it on to find out that the a whole bunch of supporters have stormed Old Trafford 
got out onto the pitch, carried on like pork chops, and the the, the game ended up having to be called off. So, uh, so Liverpool still don't know if we you know we still need that win, obviously, and and Man City. <laughs> Didn't win the title on the weekend, so can you understand um, why they were protesting? Though, so they're protesting about the owners of the club, right? Yeah, and the the fact that they're um they've they've been protesting about it for years, right? So the as soon as when they bought them, when they when they that, that family bought the 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 club, there was protests then and and everything like that, and you know I I, I get why they were protesting, but, you know, do they really need to... There was, there was supposed to be no fans in the stadium at all or anything anyway, so it's not like it was... Not so security's know, pretty top-notch then. Yeah, it must have been, mate, apparently. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I can understand why they're protesting, and, they, you know, they've, they've, got the, they've got a point, so they've got their point across. But, yeah, I mean, you never like to see sporting events postponed for, for those sorts of things, but um, yeah. it, it'll, it'll get done eventually. So, so things are tight. Um, yeah, I think, I think if you guys, yeah, Liverpool does win, you, you it'll put you still four points. It'll put you four points behind with four games. So not out of yeah. the realms. Spurs had a good win, so they're five points behind Chelsea in fourth um, with that four games. So, yep, still. Still, still do still mathematically, mathematically possible. possible. So, um, but yeah, I mean, and Chelsea, as I said last week, have got a tough run, you know. So they've got Leicester, they've got Arsenal. Um, sorry, they've got Man City, Arsenal, Leicester. The next three, they could quite easily drop all of those, or you know, definitely not not win all three of them anyway. Um, so you know, if they only get three points of the of to so they draw them all or get one win and two losses or something. You, you, if you keep winning, you'll make it. That's that's my point, yeah. I guess, in, in short. Um, yes, mate. Yep. Mate, let's quickly talk about the NRL because there's a couple of cracking games of NRL this weekend. Is There is some cracking games, mate. And look, well, before we do that, we might just – should we just quickly look at the ladder? So uh, my Panthers, mate, still out on top, undefeated. So eight from eight, and their defence is just eight games. They've only they've only conceded sixty points in eight games. So that's yep. elite. That is elite. It is. So and they're, they're yeah. So um, your rabbit. Are you and Chris tip the Rabbitohs? They're going okay, seven and one. Um, yep. Yeah, you don't win premierships in May, so they're they're right there, mate. So. Oh, look, yeah. man, I'll, still, I'll, I'll tip him to win it, but I'm still barricading for the Storm. Let's just clear that up. Yeah, ditto. Ditto. <laughs> but, yeah, look, a couple of massive matches this weekend. You've mentioned the Storm. Storm Rabbitohs this weekend. That is big. It is, mate. It is. It's huge. But the, So, and I'll, I think the Storm will, will, will win that game because I think it's down in Melbourne, I think. Um, so, but the Rabbits are paying $3.25. It's at Stadium Australia. Oh, is it? Even worse then, right? They're $3.25. That is massively overs on that. Yeah. Now, I, I, well, I'm still tipping Melbourne to win it, right? But I, I thought it would have been a little bit closer on the on the line, you know? So yeah. anyway. 
few few injuries to the rabbits. So, and as we know, the Storm have the fastest man on the planet. He's hard to he's hard to catch. Josh at car. Yeah, he's the fastest man on the planet. He's the fastest <laughs> man on the planet. <laughs> Apparently, he's pretty quick. So. <laughs> He's the fastest man on the planet, I tell you. Rabs, fastest man on the planet. Um, so my Panthers that, got got the Sharks. Eels that, that's not one of the good games, mate. That's not going to be one of the good uh, games. Panthers should smash them. It could should yeah. be the zip too. It should, might be 40 nil. Uh, yeah. Eels Roosters, that is a ripper. That's the, that's the other one. That's the other one I was talking Eels about. are in second. Uh, no, Roosters are in, I think, third or fourth. Third or so, fourth, yeah. Yep. So that's big. That video, that is big. Yeah, they're fourth. Um, yep. So it's a couple of other good ones. I don't mind um, the West Tigers playing against the Titans. So I don't mind that one. So Titans are in eighth. And that's that's a game that, you know, the Titans need to win to make sure that they stay in the eight. So, yep. and then you've got the Raiders as well. Like They've dropped away a bit against the Knights. That's another one of those games, sort of almost like a, you know, it's worth two wins, whoever wins that one. So, yeah. And then the Cowboys and, and the Broncos, that that won't be, you won't get that one on DVD. No, no, you won't. So, when's uh, when's Origin? This, uh, it's coming up, isn't it? Surely. Yeah, it is. It is coming up. I don't know the date, but it is coming up. All right. So, yeah, that's all right. We'll work that out. We'll have to have uh, Chris on when we get closer to that. We will. All right. Mate, last week, we neither of us went any good in our bet of the week. Absolutely no good at all. No. So, I think I got one out of three. Yeah, I think I got two out of four. I got the blues and the... and the. I got the blues and I got the tigers, but I think I missed out on the other two. I think I'm like, did I go Freo and Collingwood? What was I thinking yeah. there? Yeah, what I was know. I thinking? Mm. Have you got one for this? Week, this? Oh, you, I'll go then. All right. So, yes. mate, I've got the uh, the eels to have a win. Yep. The the GWS. I've got yep. Tottenham to have a win. Oh dear. Yeah. No, no, that's 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 a moral, mate. Um, right. That's the only one I'm supremely confident of in here, actually. Um, yeah, what's that? What's that pay? Oh, you got mate, I've got one more leg, mate. This week, I've thrown a fourth leg in this week. Mm. So, I've got both teams to score in the Liverpool versus Southampton game. So it doesn't matter who wins as long as both teams score. Mm. And I'll get you seven dollars forty-two for every dollar. Right. Better okay. all that sort of crap. Yeah. Well, I've got the Tigers, mate. I think I think they're back. Tigers are back. They'll take care of the Cats. Giants are uh, at home against the Bombers. Um, North. So I'm putting North in there to beat the Pies. And then I've got Melbourne. I can't believe Melbourne's paying a dollar thirty against Sydney. That's money for jam, that is. Um, $9.09 with the power play. Boom, up to ten twenty five. Gamble responsibly. That is, that's just money for jam. That is. Well, I don't think I've ever right. been that confident about a four-leg multi. Is that? Righto. So I'll have to have a look at that because uh, I think the old account might be dry actually this week. Really? <laughs> so, yeah, I might have to be looking at 
chip into it, I think. Um, I know. Just, just one of the kid, kidneys or something like that. Well, um, that shows how well we go on the punt. So you just keep that in mind, people, if you're uh, considering the bet of the week. Just so, consider your future and your family and just gamble responsibly. Yeah, that's exactly right. Hey, mate, before we wrap up, I just wanted to mention uh, something. The under-20 uh, national championships are on for basketball at the moment over in uh, Mackay. Oh, yeah, uh, I've been tuning in, in intently to that. Uh, I know that's a lie. Uh, I actually have, though, because I've got a couple of kids in there, one kid that I used to coach and a couple that I used to coach against. And uh, unfortunately, they lost in the quarterfinals tonight. So the, the best they can do is fifth uh, now. So they'll play that out for the rest of the week and see how they go. Um, but good on Basketball Australia because they've they've worked out a deal with, with KO. Uh, some of the games have been on KO. Um during the during the day and stuff like that, you can watch them on catch up and stuff. But the games that haven't been on KO, they've been live streaming onto YouTube and stuff. So, uh, so that's really good for um, for anyone who wants to check that out if you're interested in that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah. So good luck for the rest of the tournament, boys. Anyway. Yes. Well, I just want to say, um, you're talking about basketball. You know, I love my basketball. Yeah. So. <laughs> On the weekend, uh, Carlton had a, had a young player uh, playing on his third match, Matthew Owies, his name is. And I think he played under-16s or under-18s for Australia basketball and then actually went and played college basketball over in the States. I think he uh, Seattle University. Yep. And um, yeah, he's come back playing a bit of footy, stood up against the Bombers, kicked three, showed a bit of intent and a bit of passion, really liked it. So... Uh, there have been some good basketballers that have converted across to play footy. I think uh, Pendlebury's one. I think. Uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the Dean best. Brogan, Dean Brogan. Dean Brogan. Dean Brogan. Brown would be Luke Jackson at the moment. Plays for Melbourne. Yeah, he goes uh, okay, but I think Dean Brogan played in the NBL, didn't he? And he he went a flag with Port, did he? I'm not sure. Uh, uh, yeah, I think he did actually. Might have, so, but yeah, there have been a few. Um, yeah, uh, Luke Jackson he's... played for uh, under seventeens for Australia. So, uh, and then ultimately, ultimately chose footy, uh, but could have been anything as a basketballer as well, mate. So, there you go. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and looks like being a very handy footballer. If you, uh, Bob Murphy's got a bit of a, a bit of a man crush on him at man the moment. Man crush on him. I've heard that. Yes. Yeah. Um, so. Um, good one, mate. So yeah, all right. Thanks everyone, and we'll uh, we'll chat to you next week. Catch you, mate. See ya.